0: Namaste, hello. This is Jasper Reed, and this is Letter from India. In the first of a series of podcasts I'll be doing on India, I'd like to talk about um, why I love India, why I live in India, why I've lived in India a few times in in my life. Um, my father loved India. Uh, his father worked in India too, so there's a there's a family thing. They're all quite separate, disconnected stories, but. Perhaps the first thing to say is it's it's kind of in the blood a little bit. I'm Irish and English, really, by, by background, by ethnicity. Um, but these days, I increasingly feel that I'm also a bit Indian. Um, and maybe that's a good place to start, because India is sort of all things to all people. It's partly because it's huge, 1.4 billion people, maybe more. 26 states, 3,000, 4,000 years old. Um, some of the oldest civilizations in the world can be found in India, the Indus Valley, Varanasi, even Delhi itself. Um, so really it has enormous pedigree in terms of, of people and the idea of India isn't um, anything other really than a an idea of people being together in whatever shape or form. Um, the Republic of India, of course, was only created in 1947 when the princely states were pushed together into a republic, a unified country. But that was the first time that had ever happened. Before that, in history, of course, India belonged to countless tribes. I think there are 250 languages spoken in on the Indian subcontinent alone. So. It's a place where really anybody can fit in and it's a place that appeals to people who, who love people and who are on a journey to find themselves, which is sort of what I'm doing to an extent. So it's in the blood a bit. It's a place for everybody, not just Indians. And in future shows I'll talk about the idea of Indians and, and what that means. On the people front, And staying there, it's, of course, the greatest crush of humanity um, in a way that the world has ever seen. I mean, the population of India has troubled um, since the 1960s um, and now is growing at an extraordinary rate. I think it's forecast to peak at two billion people. And the density of India is as dense as a place like Israel or a place like the UK. So it's huge. It's huge. <clears throat> it's very densely populated, um, and because of that, it's an expression of all life, really. Um, and it's a place where people mingle on a scale and with the proximity that you seldom see anywhere in the world. It's a course of course a place famously of, of enormous contrasts, and of the 1.4 billion people, we of course have both the very richest and, and the very poorest people on Earth as well. Um, And it's that press of people, it's that diversity, um, it's that being alongside your fellow man um, that is in my heart, really, Um, to the extent sometimes when I find myself in, you know, back in my home country, the UK or Ireland, um, I feel that it's a place that's impersonal sometimes. I mean, you can't generalise about these things. It's just the contrast is so very great. I think also when I think about India, um, and again, this is on people, it's, it's a young country. It's an astonishingly young country. Two-thirds of the country are under the age of, of 30 years old. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's 900 million people. Um, and again, when I find myself in my home country where the demographic isn't as unfavorable as places like Japan or, or, or Germany. Um, it feels very old. Our children, when we go back, they, they say, mama, papa, everyone looks so old here. So its youth is an exceptional and an exceptionally attractive thing about India. And in the sense that <clears throat> it's both very young And of course, one of the oldest civilizations on on Earth. Again, the contrast is an impressive thing. It's the newest country, and yet it's the oldest country. It's not even really a country. So that's something about people. Um, I think the next thing I really wanted to reflect on is that it's a place of great spirituality. It's famously a place of great spirituality. But again, it's a place where many religions, faiths, beliefs, lack of beliefs exist um, cheek by jowl um, and it's a place of enormous tolerance while the Christian missionaries and other other faiths look to convert uh, the people of the subcontinent um, the larger faiths here the faiths of Hinduism uh, the Muslim faith and um, and Buddhism uh, you know never sought to convert they sought to accommodate and so again, um, it's it's the, it's the togetherness of India that, that springs to mind so it's spiritual but it's, it's ecumenical in that sense as well it's embracing of different faiths so you have all these people in a very spiritual place um, and then of course you know logically and famously India is, is beautiful and it's diverse from the Himalayas the world's greatest and highest, of course, mountain range and longest and widest, down to, you know, the Cormoran Coast, the Spice Coast, the Malabar Coast. Um, it's a country of tremendous geographical, physical, um, beauty and diversity. Um, we've seen everything here from deserts to wetlands to the Himalayas. We've swum with dolphins in the Andaman Islands. We've been to astonishing cities, Hyderabad, Delhi, Bangalore, ancient cities, Bombay, of course, Calcutta. So, the people are here, the spirit is here, the the geographic beauty and diversity is here. That's the backdrop, if you like, to why I love India. What, What am I doing in India? I mean you can love India wherever you are in the world and, and, and people have enormous affection for India. I'm here really because of opportunity and it's, it's a business thing to an extent but it's more than that, it's a, it's a reinvention thing, it's a personal growth thing and in my opinion India has more opportunity now than any place I know of in the world. Of course that's economically to do with a lack of supply and, and increasing demand. It's to do with growth, it's a country that grows somewhere between 5 and 10% annually in terms of GDP, which is an astonishing level of growth, certainly versus the so-called mature markets. And where there's growth, there's opportunity. And wherever you are in India, and this is the wonderful thing about the super cycles of India, um, wherever you are in India today, there's a chance to do things. There's also a spirit abroad of positivity and optimism. It's it's more akin to America than it would be to, to the UK, let's say, or, or parts of Europe, where enterprise is not always encouraged. Um, so wherever you go at this point in the cycle, you will find opportunity. But of course, that's in the context of a country that, when the British first arrived in India, the, the then-defined def- area of India had the highest GDP on Earth. Famously, when the British left, it had one of the lowest GDPs on earth. And so the country swings in these enormous economic cycles, and we're back really at the beginning of another one, and it's akin to being in China, mainland China, you know, in the early 2000s, or the USA and the super cycles of, of, you know, the 1950s and 60s, England in the Industrial Revolution. So it's a place where you can you can build things in our case you know we we our family are building different things we're building a restaurant business i'm building a a, an amateur as you can tell broadcasting um business um and our children are growing up here um so really those are just some thoughts on why I love India, I'll expand on this in, in later shows. The other thing, and the final thing to say, and this is something about the cycle of life, is that we moved here with our children, Elsa and Cecilia, who are twins. They're 13 now, but they were six when they got here. And so, if I go back to where I started the story with my father and grandfather, you you come to the kind of wonderful realization that you're continuing the story down the generations. and so. That, if you like, is the karma, Um, and karma is, as many people know, everything in India.